Hallelujah. 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 The word of God says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. We've said thank you. Now come on and give God some praise. Come on, he's been better than that, he's been better than that. We come to worship the Lord. We come to worship the Lord. We come to give him glory on the day. We come to magnify the name of Jesus. Oh, magnify the Lord with you. Let us exalt his name. Hallelujah. the name of the Lord. He is indeed worthy. 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 Worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. 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 Hey! Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Ain't nothing wrong with blessing the Lord. Has he blessed anybody in the house? Has the Lord blessed anybody in the house? Hallelujah. 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 First, giving honor to my great God, my Lord and my Savior, Jesus, to the pastor, the shepherd of this house, Pastor Mac McRae, and to his lovely wife, Sister McRae, amen, and to the Oak Grove family, amen. Hey, cuz. <laughs> Amen, amen. It's indeed a pleasure to be back in the house of the Lord amen. in Oak Grove, amen. Y'all switched up on me, amen. I, 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 was, I was driving up, I said, did they move? <laughs> amen, amen, amen. God is blessing indeed, amen. As they say, look at what the Lord has done. Hallelujah, hallelujah. To Wesley. I'm going to fix it for you. The, the best church on the north side. <laughs> Amen. Amen. If y'all don't mind, please stand. Wesley. Amen. Amen. To my lovely wife. Amen. I, I, I forgot to correct that when I sent it to you. We actually, 24 years, we just celebrated an anniversary Praise in July. Amen. Amen. 
man, we spent a week in California and our son, I think he tried to kidnap us. <laughs> he bought us tickets there, but didn't buy the tickets back home. <laughs> and we kept asking, when are you going to buy the tickets back home? <laughs> amen, amen. But to God be the glory. We thank you, all of you for being here tonight. And there is a text of scripture that I would like you to look at in Leviticus, the 17th chapter. And I just want to lift up one verse of scripture out of that 17th chapter of Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 17. Amen. I want to lift up verse 14. Leviticus chapter 17, verse 14. Amen. If you have it, say amen. amen. If you need another minute, say hold up. Amen. Looks like we're all there. Leviticus, the 17th chapter, the 14th verse. Mm -hmm. And it reads, the life of every creature is in its blood. That is why I have said to the people of Israel, you must never eat or drink blood for the life of any creature is in its blood. So whoever consumes blood will be cut off from the community. All right, all right. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. I want to share from the subject tonight of the blood still matters. The blood still matters. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, that you have brought us to this place of worship. We thank you, God, for the Oak Grove family, oh God, who have entered back into the revival season. God, we know that it's been a while since we have been in revival. We know that it's been a while, oh God, since we have fellowshiped together. But God, we know that it's just like riding a bike because we all love you. We all come to lift up your name. We all come to glorify you and to magnify you. So, Father, we ask that you bless this time that we share together in your word. I ask God that you bless me and you overshadow me and use me for your will and for your glory. Stir up the gifting inside of me, God. Stir it up, Holy Spirit. Allow your spirit to be seen through me, O oh God. Then, Father, I pray that you'd open our ears and help us to listen. Yes, open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. Yeah. Then open our hearts that we might receive him. Thank In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 The blood still matters. I was triggered, uh, well, it's been about a week or so ago. Now, any, anybody else in here been triggered? Amen. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm the only one, about three of us in here been triggered. Mm -hmm. Amen. Maybe, maybe y'all don't understand what I mean about being triggered. Amen. Somebody said something or they did something and it caused some confliction on the inside of you. You, did, you didn't know how you wanted to respond to the situation. Amen. You, you, you felt some things going on inside of you. You might have felt your blood pressure rising a little bit because you were triggered. Amen. And, and sometimes you might have got triggered by your, your spouse or your significant other. Amen. You have to be careful when you get triggered by your spouse or your significant other. Amen. Because you still live in the same house with them. Amen. 
But there's sometimes when the folk on the outside will trigger you. Uh-huh. And, and I was triggered on last week when, when somebody, I wasn't involved in the conversation, but I, you know, I was in earshot. Uh-huh. And, and when my ears heard it, it, it triggered something in me. And I, uh-huh. and I was about to respond, but as Jones, you're not in that conversation, so you stay out of it. But tonight I'm going to respond. I got triggered because somebody made the statement of we don't need to be preaching and teaching people about the blood anymore. We need to be teaching and preaching to people about the issues of life. It it triggered something in me. And I was about to respond, but again, Jones, you're not a part of that conversation, so stay out of that. But when it was said that we don't need to preach about the blood anymore, we don't need to talk about the blood anymore. I think the truth be told, we don't talk about the blood enough. Because when you really think about the blood, when you really think about what God did for us, when you really think about what the blood really means to our lives and, and what the blood really means to our souls, we don't talk about the blood enough. So I was triggered, and, and, and maybe you felt a little triggered when you heard me say what they said. But I, I, I felt something in me, and it wasn't the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. But I felt something in me, and I, you know, that, that sometimes you, you want to rise up, and, 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 and you know, I, I'm saved, but you know, sometimes I'm challenged. Amen. But, 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 but when we understand that the blood, and as it says, in Leviticus that the life of every creature is in his blood. It's in the blood. And the truth be told, where you are looking for self-help, you need blood help. I know we get these self-help books and, and there's all kind of people on YouTube and Instagram and you got the red pill, blue pill, and, and everybody's trying to give you some advice. Everybody's trying to tell you how to fix your life. I can tell you how to fix your life. The blood of Jesus. If you got some issues in life, you need the blood of Jesus. If you got some troubles in life, you need the blood of Jesus. And if you don't have the blood of Jesus, you need to make sure that before you leave here tonight that you get the blood of Jesus over your life. Because many of the problems and the issues that we face is because we refuse to come to a loving God and help and let him fix us where we're broken. But I want you to understand that the blood of Jesus still matters because it can affect and change every situation of your life. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, the blood can deal with your situation. Well, first, we need to understand that it matters because it gives life. For those of you who uh, know anything about the body, and I'm pretty sure we all know this, but but if you lose all of the blood in your body, you will cease to exist. You just have a shell and a corpse left and, and you'll be laying there lifeless because the blood is gone. When we understand that the blood gives life, the blood gives us what we need to make it from day to day. It's the reason that you're living right now is because the blood is running warm in your veins. 
I, you know, sometimes we meet folk, and I, and I rem remember when we was uh, at St. Mark, and we used to have the power lunch, and there was some older folk that used to come, and we would talk sometime, and I would say, how you doing today? And, oh, I'm blessed. I'm above ground. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was younger, I didn't understand what that meant. Amen. But I kept on living. You know, grandmama and them used to say sometimes, just keep on living. And I kept on living, and now I know what they meant. <laughs> it's a good day to be seen. Every day is a good day to be seen. It's a good day to be above ground. And what they said, last night wasn't my cooling board. Hallelujah. We understand that there's life in our body, but it's the blood that gives us life. But it's not just the blood that gives us life. But when you think about the blood, the sacrifice that Jesus made, it's that sacrifice that gives you life. It's the sacrifice that he made on the cross at Calvary that gives us the life that we live. I know some of us thought we were living before Jesus came into our life, but if you're like me, you found out you were just playing around. Because true living came when Jesus comes in. True living comes when Jesus becomes the head of your life. You find out you got a purpose for living now. The only purpose I had for living at one point in my life is to enjoy myself and have a good time. Amen. And I was doing everything that I could do. And I'm not going to lie and say I didn't enjoy it. But I found out there was a better way. Yes. Hallelujah. I found out that there was a better way of living. I found out there was a better way of life. Yes. And some folk yes. may not like the way you're living. And they might not like the new life that you're living. But that's all right. As long as you like it. And as long as you love the Lord. And the Lord loves you back. As long as you're willing to live your life for the Lord. And not worry about what people say. Don't worry about what they're talking about. Just keep on living because the blood of Jesus has been applied to your life. And because the blood of Jesus has been applied to your life, all you got to do is just keep on living under the covering of the blood of Jesus Christ. But see, Jesus told him once, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me, yet he dies, yet he shall live. In other words, what he was saying was, you're going to keep on living because the blood has been applied. The blood is what gives you life. And in case you still haven't gotten it, it's because I've applied the blood of Jesus to my life. It's because the blood of Jesus is covering me. It's because the blood of Jesus is now running through me. It's because the blood of Jesus is now over me that I will live even though my body may check out of here. I'll live eternally because of the blood of Jesus. Some of us are headed for an everlasting death. Some of us are headed straight for hell because we haven't applied the blood of Jesus to our life. And because the blood of Jesus hadn't been applied to your life, don't fret because you can get that opportunity tonight to apply the blood of Jesus that you might have eternal life. Because the Bible says the only way that you can come to the Father is through the Son. So the blood of Jesus... But I learned that the blood of Jesus speaks too. It tells us that in Genesis where it says, your brother's blood speaks from the ground. When Cain killed his brother Abel and God came looking for him, said, where is your brother? He got a little ignorant and said, am I my brother's keeper? He said, your brother's blood speaks from the ground. Hallelujah. But what that helped me to understand is I might not be able, I might not be Cain, but there was one who died by the name of yes, Jesus. Sir. 
and there was one whose blood was shed by the name of Jesus and his blood is still speaking today his blood spoke one Friday night his blood spoke on one Monday night his blood spoke to me and said you need to come into my kingdom and because his blood was speaking to me and I know that his blood has spoken to some other folks in this house that's the reason that you're saved is because his blood is still speaking today he died over 2,000 years ago but his blood is still speaking have you heard the blood crying out to you saying come unto me come unto me come into my house come into to my kingdom because the blood still speaks yeah. today yeah. the blood of Jesus what is it saying to you is the blood of Jesus still crying out to you are you even aware that the blood of Jesus is crying out to you his blood still speaks but not only does it matter because it gives life it matters how you apply the blood, it matters how it's applied. I remember in the book of Exodus, when Moses had the assignment to take the children of Israel out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And they had worked all of these plagues against Egypt and there was one that came and said, the firstborn of Egypt shall die. Mm -hmm. What it meant because God told his children, I need you to take the blood and spread it on the doorposts. Yeah. Take the blood of the lamb and spread it on the doorpost yeah. of your house. Yeah. And what that showed them was that if you're obedient to God yeah. and if you apply the blood, you can keep on living. Yeah. If you're obedient to God and apply the blood, the deaf angel would pass yeah. over their house. Yeah. And that night when the deaf angel came, you heard wailing and weeping out in the street. But all of those who were under the blood-stained doorpost, hallelujah, they were safe and saved. All of those who were under the blood of the lamb were safe and saved. All of those who put the blood over their doorpost, all of those who put themselves under the covering of the blood were spared the deaf angel that night. They had a reason to celebrate. They had a reason to shout. But Pharaoh said, it's time for y'all to go. Death has come to my house. Death has hit my house and taken out my firstborn. Death has come through and swept through Egypt. It's time for y'all to go. Only because the blood was applied to the doorpost. Have you applied the door, the blood to your doorpost? Have you applied the blood to your household? Have you applied the blood, the covering that you need from day to day? We need to have the blood of Jesus covering us. There's a whole lot of mess out in this world that we can't handle on our own. We need the blood of Jesus covering up. There are teenagers out here committing crimes and, and they're killing left and right. We need the blood of Jesus covering us. There are all kind of scams going on out in the world. We need the blood of Jesus covering us. There are all kind of sicknesses going on in the world. We need the blood of Jesus to cover us. And if we haven't learned anything else, COVID should have taught us we need the blood of Jesus to cover us. But have you applied the blood? It matters how you apply the blood of Jesus. You got to make sure that you've applied the blood to your life. Make sure that you're under the covering of Almighty God. And once you're under the covering of Almighty God, you can just begin to live the life that he wants you to live because you're under the blood of Jesus. But I know something else too. My worship Hallelujah. When I truly understand what the blood means to me, my worship is better. When I truly understand what the blood means, 
I can really worship. Yeah. Some of us have just been playing church. Come on. Amen, Lice. Come on. Because we haven't really applied the blood. We've been trying to worship without the understanding of the blood. We've been trying to come in and, and give God praise without the understanding of the blood. And if the truth be told, the only reason some of us are shouting hallelujah because our neighbor is shouting hallelujah. The only reason we're giving God thanks is because our neighbor is giving God thanks. The only reason some of us are thanking God because somebody told me when the praises go up, the blessings come down. But they forgot to tell you, you got to make sure that the blood has been applied. You can't try to come to God like that when the blood has not been applied. You got to make sure that you're coming the right way. You got to make sure that as you understand what the blood really means, you can then come into the house of worship on Sunday morning, on Wednesday night, or whenever the doors of the house of the Lord are open. Because I now understand that when Jesus came into my life and he applied the blood to my soul, when that blood was applied, it opened my eyes to an understanding that I was on my way to hell. I was on my way because I was a sinner that was lost. But he went to Calvary and shed his blood. And when he shed his blood on the cross at Calvary, it opened the door for me to be able to be in the body of Christ. And because of that, I can lift up my hand in the middle of worship and say thank you. Because I understand what the blood means. And every now and then you may see somebody with their eyes closed. And they're just remembering and reminiscing about the blood-stained banner that saved their soul. They're reminiscing about how God has touched their life. They understand that once the blood had been applied, it's changed everything in my life. And since everything in my life has changed and I'm no longer the same, I give him all the praise and the glory and the honor. When I lift up the name of Jesus, it's because I understand the blood that was shed. When I lift up the name of Jesus, I understand the sacrifice that was made. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, I know that it only happened because of the blood of the Lamb. The Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. The Lamb of God that saved my soul. The one that paid the price on Calvary. That's the one I praise. That's the one I worship. Because I know that one day he was pierced in his side and blood and water came streaming down. It cleansed me. It washed me. And it made me whole. The blood. The blood. When it's applied. But also I know in this text that it matters because misapplication leads to death. Sometimes we have said we've applied the blood, but there's no trace of Jesus' DNA in our life. We said we applied the blood. Somebody asked you, are you saved? And I love Fred Sanford. He said, are you saying I'm a Baptist? <laughs> he didn't ask him what denomination you call. He asked, well, you saved. We've got to understand it's not about just coming to church. There are a lot of folk who come to church are going to make their way right on into hell. There are a lot of folk who come to church going to wind up missing out on the kingdom. Because they misapplied the blood. They misapplied the blood and because of that there is not a trace of DNA on them of Jesus. 
sometimes I watch these crime shows and, and you know they go back and they, they try to find traces of, of DNA. If they can put you at the scene. If they can say that you were there by tracing your DNA back to the scene of the crime. They feel like they can get a conviction on you. My question is, would there be any evidence on you to trace you back to the scene? Would there be any evidence on you to trace you back to the cross at Calvary? Is there any evidence on you that traces you back to when Jesus made that sacrifice? Is there any DNA evidence on you to show that you belong to the body of Christ? If there's not a trace of DNA on you, you've got to go back and check yourself. And if you don't check yourself, you're going to wind up losing out on the kingdom of God. We have come to Jesus the wrong way. Jesus said, anyone who comes by any other way is a thief and a robber. There are some who have tried to climb over the wall. There are some who tried to take a shortcut. There are some who have tried to go around and come in the back door. We got enough back door Christians. It's time for some of us to realize we got to come in the front door. We got to come the right way. We got to come through the blood of Jesus Christ. And if we don't come through the blood of Jesus Christ, then we're missing out on the kingdom of God. Every step you take ought to leave some bloody footprints behind. Because I walked through the blood of Jesus as I came into the kingdom. I realized that his blood had been applied at the cross at Calvary. I realized that when he sat at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, it's because he had went into the holies of holies and he put the blood on the mercy seat and he made the sacrificial atonement for you and for me. Because he went to the mercy seat and he made the price, he paid the price for you and for me. And now he sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. He sits there as an intercessor on our behalf. And I believe that any time Satan comes in to accuse us, Jesus just simply stands up and says, the blood. But they are a homemonger and a liar, the blood. They are a cheater and a scandal, the blood. They were a prostitute, the blood. They were a drug dealer, the blood. They were out here lying left and right, the blood. It doesn't matter what the enemy brings up. All Jesus has to do is say, the blood, the blood. The blood, the blood. That is all that he has to say because that's the only thing that's going to save your soul is the blood of Jesus Christ. And if you try to come any other way, you won't make it into the kingdom of God. He says, some have prophesied in my name, but they didn't have the blood. Some have prayed in my name, but they didn't have the blood. Some have sang in the choir in my name, but they didn't have the blood. Some have been a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord, but they didn't have the blood. Some have preached the word of God in my name, but they didn't have the blood. Only if you got the blood of Jesus, you got to have some DNA on you. You got to have some bloody footprints as you walk through this world and let them know that you've been by the way of the cross, that you've been through the blood of Jesus Christ, that you've been through the sacrifice that he made on your behalf. It's all because we've come the right way. When I understand when trouble comes, we try to apply human standards. Amen. We try to fight. Amen. That's a human standard. Sometimes you simply got to stand back and plead the blood of Jesus. You know, grandmama and them used to do that. They pleaded the blood of Jesus. 
Maybe you didn't understand what they were talking about, but they were pleading the blood of Jesus. Maybe you heard them in the wee hours of the morning. If you were like me, I had to spend my summers at my grandmama's house, being in bed by seven o'clock. Amen. On the weekday, in the summer, not the weekend, in the summer, in bed by seven o'clock. Then we get up early in the morning before the sunrise, going nowhere, doing nothing. But you're going to get up out of the bed. But I remember every morning she would wake me up. She said, babe, come on. It's time to say our prayers. You know, she taught me to say that as we went to bed. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Amen. I say my little prayer, but she would say her prayers on the other side. But she always made sure we got down on our knees. But I believe it's because she understood what the blood meant to her life. And she was trying to teach me. What the blood could mean in my life. And I'm glad one day I finally got it. I finally caught the lesson that she was trying to teach. Then I remember being at my uncle's house in D.C. And I remember hearing them in their room doing their devotions in the morning. And praying in the morning. And I remember hearing them and, and I understood that he understood what the blood of Jesus meant for his life. And he lived a long life. 95 years old. He had aneurysms. He had uh, attack, heart attacks. He, he's had car crashes that, that could have taken him out of here. But the Lord was on his side. The Lord kept him through everything. The Lord was there for him. I remember my aunt telling me when he had the aneurysm, they were here in Charlotte. And he got sick on the road. She said she got in the car and she began to drive like a bat out of amen. And she said she was driving with the intention of getting pulled over. Yeah. But she said it wasn't a police inside. She said she had her foot down on the pedal and she was driving. And she said before long they were in D.C. And she drove him to the hospital. And he still survived a trip from Charlotte all the way to D.C. Having an aneurysm. It was only by the blood of Jesus Christ. When we don't understand the power of the blood, when we misapply the power of the blood, and we try to handle it in human ways, I'm going to go ahead and go to my clothes right now. Now, I know some of y'all know what this means. Y'all done been watching YouTube. You've been watching TV. You've been watching and You heard about something that happened down in Alabama. And I know that you heard that when this here, you know what that meant. It meant that it's time to get it on. But I say, forget the hat. You should have been saying, the blood. The blood. It doesn't matter what kind of fight you in. The blood. You might be in a fight with cancer. The blood. You might be in a fight with heart. The blood. You might be in a fight with diabetes. The blood. You might be in a fight with your heart. The blood. You might be in a fight with your mind. The blood. Whatever fight you're in. The blood. You can throw your hat up if you want to. But I think you need to throw your hands up and say, Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus is in my life. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus is covering me. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Thank you, Lord, for covering me. Thank you, God, for applying the blood. It doesn't matter what you're going through. The blood is what you need. It doesn't matter if you're having problems in your marriage. The blood is what you need. Because when you live like you know that you're under the blood when you live like you know that you got the DNA of Jesus Christ you'll live differently you'll talk differently you'll walk differently because you got the blood in your life and because the blood of Jesus is coming you got all that you need and I believe that you say it's something like this here I know it was the blood I know it was the blood 